Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Hey, you're about to enter Rudy Maxa's world, America's most popular radio travel show. And I'm your genial radio host, Rudy Maxa. And as Ed Sullivan used to say, we've got a really big shoe for you coming up. Remember the impact of the first book by Anthony Bourdain titled Kitchen Confidential? This was long before he was famous uh, and on the Travel Channel doing his shows, now about to be on CNN, of course. Well, what Bourdain did with that book for the restaurant world, Jacob Tomsky has done in his new book called Heads in Beds for the Hotel World. This is a tell-all book that lets you in on the secrets of hoteliers. For example, if you ever find yourself assigned to room 1212 in a hotel, you can be pretty sure there's something about you the desk clerk didn't like. And there are simple ways, he says, to avoid ever paying for those in-room movies or drinks and nuts from your minibar. Now, I'm not advocating this, of course, but I think you'll find what Jacob Tomsky has to say fascinating. He'll be with us at about 33 minutes after the hour. We're also going to take a stroll through the boneyard of Las Vegas' neon signs. Did you know you can visit those iconic signs next time you're in Vegas? We're going to meet the executive director of the Neon Museum Las Vegas in just a few minutes. Plus... How can you save money skiing this season? Well, TripAdvisor has some suggestions, and Leslie Carlin, TripAdvisor's travel expert, is going to join me in just a couple minutes. First, uh, let's all have some deals of the week, of course, at the end of the hour, as always, but let's start, as we usually do, with a look at this week's news and travel. Well, one government agency has asked another to approve the use of electronic devices on planes, even during takeoff and landing. Here's their argument. It'll help the economy. The Federal Communications Commission asked the FAA, the Federal Aviation Commission, to allow passengers to keep their iPads and smartphones and other electronic devices on whenever they wanted on planes. The letter to the FAA from the chairman of the FCC said the devices, and here I quote, empower people to stay informed and connected with friends and family and enable both large and small businesses to be more productive and efficient, helping drive economic growth and boost U.S. competitiveness, unquote. Now, while there's no proof that Kindles, Nooks, iPads, or other devices interfere with the avionics of a plane, the FAA has long insisted they only be operated when an aircraft is above 10,000 feet. However, pilots are increasingly being issued iPads, so they don't have to carry those heavy bags with their manuals on every flight. They're not required to turn the iPads off during takeoffs and landing. The FAA recently announced a new study to see if devices might interfere with the plane. I think I told you about that last week. Now, that last study was six years ago that found there was no evidence that devices interfered with anything but that there was also no evidence that they might not. Stay tuned. And speaking of airlines in Washington, well, Southwest Airlines has filed an application to take over slots at Washington's Reagan National Airport that Spirit Airlines has stopped using. Southwest wants to fly nonstop from Reagan National to Houston's Hobby Airport. And its argument is, the airline points this out, the average fare today between D.C. and, and Houston on other airlines, Southwest's competitors, 60% higher than Southwest fares linking nearby Baltimore-Washington Airport with Houston. So D.C. Flyers may get a break, and their competitors are going to have to drop their fares to match them. Well, as of this weekend, uh, it really has not been exactly a winter wonderland across most of the U.S., but have a little faith, as Bruce Springsteen says. The snow will come, and when it does, I want you to be ready. Leslie Carlin is a travel expert from TripAdvisor. 
and she has one of that uh, website's famous lists. We love to have her on for the list. This one lists the best value ski destinations along with the most expensive. Leslie, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, I think we can pretty much guess the names of some of the expensive ones, but why don't you list the top five, and then we're going to get to the bargain destinations. Okay, well, the most expensive ski destination in the U.S., according to our uh, trip index, ski is Vail, Colorado. Um, it's, you know, no surprise there, as you said. It's the biggest ski resort in the U.S., and uh, they've got a lot of really nice hotels there, so that, uh, that drives the price up. And what's a lift ticket um, costing at Vail these, these days, this season? Uh, the average price that we found was $109 for a oh, one day lift ticket. Three figures. Yeah. Back to three <laughs> And yeah. that was followed um, by then? Uh, number two is Aspen. What a surprise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Park City, Utah is number three. Telluride and uh, Crested Butte, Colorado is number five. And I see on your chart the hotel prices, I guess the lowest seems to be number five, Crested Butte, at about average price for 393 a night. But Vail and Aspen, well, Vail's like 645 a night. That's... Yeah, yeah, that's 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 really high. I mean, they've got some really nice hotels there, and, uh, you know, you if you're going to Vail, you're going for a luxury ski experience. So um, I think that's, that's just how it goes there. I guess it is how it goes. All right, let's get to uh, the best value ski destinations that I think most of the audience might be interested in. Do you want to start with five and work up? Sure, yeah. Number five is North Conway, New Hampshire. Um there, the hotel prices were only around one hundred and thirty-nine dollars a night. So a steal, you can get a, a steal. Night. Yeah, I know. It's a you know, it's not that much more expensive than a lift ticket at some of the more expensive destinations. Exactly. Uh, uh, number four, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, number three, Taos, New wait, Mexico. Be, before you move on, give me some. Give me the lift ticket prices. Some of these hotel and lift ticket prices, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Uh, Salt Lake City. The hotel was one hundred and twenty-one dollars a night. And the lift tickets there were about $75. Okay. Uh, in Taos, the hotels were um, 119 and mm -hmm. the lift ticket there was also $75. Um, number two, uh, Bend, Oregon. Uh, Bend, the hotel Oregon. there, yeah, that was the cheapest hotel on our list, um, $94 a night. And uh, and the lift tickets there are seventy six dollars. So I think you know the the less expensive ones, the lift tickets are kind of all in the same range. Uh, mm -hmm. But number one, the the number one best value ski destination in North America, according to TripAdvisor, is Durango, Colorado. Uh, the hotels there are about ninety six dollars a night. Uh, lift tickets are seventy five. And we looked at a few other things too, like a ski rental for a basic equipment package, um, a basic meal, a, a draft beer. And when you put all of that together, it comes out to only $209 a night. As compared to Vail at $801 a night when you add in ski gear, rental, a exactly. meal, and beer. Well, yep. Speaking of beer, I noticed there are only two places that uh, break the $4 barrier for beers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the, the least expensive beer on our list was uh, Whitefish, Montana. <laughs> Long way to go for a cheap beer. Yeah, and the most expensive one was uh, Montremblant in Quebec. Uh, they were, uh, I think, uh, over $5 for a beer there. Well, I see the two on your list here uh, that broke $4 were Vail and then uh, Salt Lake City, which is one of the best values, but I guess beer's a little more expensive there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, the, boy, the prices really are stark, as you say. If you total... Hotel, gear rental, lift ticket, meal, and beer. The top five are between two hundred nine dollars total, two forty seven. The top five most expensive are between five sixty seven and eight hundred. That's a big spread. 
Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, the, the one thing I would say is that we did use average pricing. So sure, if you're interested in one of the, the more expensive destinations, it, it pays to do your homework and stay on top of deals because uh, they're definitely out there. You just need to uh, make sure you keep your eyes open. And there are packages and so on and condo rentals. Absolutely. Leslie, thank you yeah. for uh, showing us the widespread here. And uh, Durango, Colorado and Bend, Oregon, two new ones to me. Thanks for dropping by. Thank you. Leslie Carlin is a travel expert with TripAdvisor. Nice to have her with us. And after this commercial break, we're going to check in with the place in Las Vegas where old neon signs go to rest. Stay with us here in Rudy Max's World. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible country countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 without significant lifestyle changes. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling one 800 525 the leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. One 800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. And please do drop us a line at info at rudymaxa.com if you've got an idea for a guest or if you've got a comment on something that we've done on the show that you'd like to pitch in on. Um, love hearing from you. Love hearing from you. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Tourism Ireland. If you've ever thought about taking a trip to Ireland, well, 2013 is the year to do it. That's because the country has issued an open invitation to the world called the Gathering Ireland 2013. It's a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. Maybe you have an Irish name or Irish roots in your family. Maybe you've studied in Ireland, worked there, or enjoyed the music and food. Maybe you just have a desire to see this gorgeous country rich in history with stunning landscapes. Whatever the reason, 2013 is the perfect year to plan a vacation to Ireland, be part of the worldwide gathering. 
For more information, you can go to thegatheringireland.com. See what's planned for 2013. They're adding new things all the time and see how you can be a part of it. To plan a vacation, check out discoverireland.com. We've got links at rudymaxa.com on the home page. Well, you know, if you go to Las Vegas, there's lots of stuff to do, and you know what most of that stuff is. It starts with the word G as in gambling. But uh, there's a fascinating museum. Well, actually, it has three parts to it. It's called the Neon Museum Las Vegas. And I have not been there yet. I'm, next time I'm there, next time I'm in Vegas, I'm going to be there. The executive director of the museum is Danielle Kelly, and she joins us on the line from her home in Vegas. Danielle, how, how, hello. How, nice to have you here. Hi. I'm glad to be here. Okay. So now there, there are really sort of three parts to this. You've got sort of a boneyard, as you call it, which uh, our old signs have been abandoned, but then there are a couple other places where you can just walk the street and see some signs. Can you explain the three sections to me, please? We have the neon boneyard that you mentioned, and that is kind of the heart and soul of our collection that holds unrestored signs. Um, we have a couple of restored signs, I correct myself, in that collection, but it is predominantly um, beautiful, massive signs that once sat on the Strip or sprinkled throughout Las Vegas City itself. Uh, then the other component is our Fremont Street Gallery of Restored Signs, uh, and that is a collection of restored signs installed as public art. Uh, and then another component of restored signs is the Las Vegas Signs Project, and that is a, a partnership with the City of Las Vegas to place restored signs on Las Vegas Boulevard, and they are placed uh, on poles, on medians on Las Vegas Boulevard, so that you can experience them as close as possible the way they were originally intended to experience while you are driving down the street. And Las Vegas Boulevard, of course, is known to most visitors as The Strip and downtown, the Fremont Street uh, uh, light show and, and, and the downtown galleries, you call it, is, is well, a separate section from uh, the larger casinos. But let me ask you, I presume the ones in the downtown gallery, Fremont Street at The Strip, and the ones, what you call the Vegas Signs Project along Las Vegas Boulevard, I presume those are electrified and they're, 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 going, they're glowing brightly? They are. They are restored. They are electrified. Um, they are uh, hopefully experienced um, as much as possible as we can We can uh, to the way they were originally experienced. So they, they light up with incandescent bulbs, with neon. Uh, so when you, when you drive down the boulevard, uh, you see these, these icons of, of, of Las Vegas yesteryear. How many signs approximately do you have in the neon boneyard? Wow. Well, we have, there are almost 200 signs in the Neon Boneyard. Whoa. Um, now they, yeah. Now, the collection that, that the, the part of the collection that visitors see on the tour of the Boneyard, there's, there's about half of it is visible in the, in, the, in the tour part of the collection. So that's close to 100 signs. Um, but it's, it's, it's absolutely um, a, a, a breathtaking experience, and I, and I get to walk through it every day, and it still takes my breath away. Uh, you know, there are signs dating back from the 30s, um, and as recently as, you know, five, six years ago. Uh, so, so neon is, uh, while it's not used as much uh, recently, um, it's still in full effect in Las Vegas, and, and seen every day still uh, sprinkled across the, the sky at night. Are any of the signs in the boneyard electrified? There are three electrified signs in the boneyard, uh, but and we hope to have have more in, in, in the near well, future. Give, give me some of the iconic ones. Give me some names that we might recognize that are lying around there in the boneyard for us to walk walk by and visit. Well, everybody knows the Stardust, of course, uh, iconic and really 
innovative in the realm of, of sign design, particularly in the story of Las Vegas uh, neon signage. Uh, there's Caesar's Palace. Um, there's, of course, the Sahara. Everybody uh, recognizes those camels. Um, uh, Desert Inn. Um, the Aladdin. One of the Aladdin lamps is there. Um, but then in the Bonia, there are also signs that, that are really important to the social or cultural history of Las Vegas that people don't necessarily recognize immediately. Um, there's, for example, the Moulin Rouge, uh, which was the first racially integrated casino resort in Las Vegas. So when people come to the, the Neon Museum, they'll see signs that you know they recognize from movies and television and magazines and things like that. But they'll also learn about Las Vegas history through signs that maybe they don't recognize offhand, but it's are really meaningful to us locally. My guest is Danielle Kelly. She's the executive director of the Neon Museum Las Vegas. And uh, I just find this fascinating. I love these old signs. I love these neon signs. They're so iconically Las Vegas. Do you, well, let me, let me, before I ask you if you've got a favorite one or two, you mentioned that people can walk through here and see this sort of history passing before them. Do you have signage or any sort of tour that helps them understand that, for example, the Moulin Rouge was the first integrated casino in Vegas? What what happens is we don't have uh, plaques or anything like that to tell the story of the sign. It's a very non-traditional museum experience. Every a visitor to the museum um, goes on a guided tour. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, so the tour guide, and there's small groups of about 15 to 20 people, so it's pretty intimate, and the tour guide uh, really guides the experience of, of the boneyard through stories about the signs, um, about how the signs relate back to the history of Las Vegas, but also the history of neon uh, globally. So uh, there's a lot of really great stories. You know, Vegas is a Vegas is a city of stories. You know, of legends, of urban yeah. legends, and and everybody's got a story about Las Vegas. So what's it's it's just a really beautiful fit um, to have the experience of walking through uh, these remnants of history. Uh, be, have that be shaped by the stories that, that we tell about them. And so uh, so it's really interactive that way. And we often find people on tours kind of have their own stories as well. So uh, it's, really, it's a really, really interesting and, and unique experience, particularly in Las Vegas. That's, I mean, I'm, it's great to know to hear that you're, you're guided and you can hear those stories and the history of the signs as opposed to just walking by them and wondering. Um, yeah. do you, are, are, you, are you continuing to collect neon signs? Do you hope to? Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we hear murmurs every day of, of a sign might be coming down or um, someone's interested in helping us save a sign. You know, our, our goal is to have a sign remain on site. So the that the last thing we, we want to see is to have it come into our collection. We want signs to stay up and alive and illuminating Las Vegas because that's, that's where they should be. Um, but, but only if they're going to come down or endanger in some way, we step in wherever possible to try to save that sign and, and bring it into the boneyard so that it can be a part of the story we're telling. Um, and we don't lose it historically um, from from Las Vegas. You know, it's a young I place, it's a young city, and we even young cities can lose some of their history. And we're working hard to make sure that doesn't happen. You can find more information by going to neonmuseum.org. But let me ask Danielle, while we have a couple uh, seconds left here, 
Danielle, how long should one set aside for strolling through the Boneyard and the Neon Boneyard? And uh, are there set times for tours, or can you just show up? Well, tours last between 45 minutes to an hour, depending on um, okay. how uh, the weather, you know, and how excited everybody is and if everybody's participating in the tour. Um, tours leave every half hour, and we do have rooms for walk-up uh, visitors, although we definitely encourage people to buy tickets in advance on, on our website at neonmuseum.org. That's terrific advice. Well, do you have a, a quickly a 30-second, what's your favorite sign? Go ahead. Tell me your favorite child. Oh, it's... You know, it changes every day, but just thinking about it today, I'm all jazzed about the Stardust again. You know, it's, <laughs> it changed. It changed. It was a game changer, and it and it's about the atomic age and about optimism and the excitement for the future. And I think that's um, a fabulous thing. Well, heck, let's put it back up. <laughs> hey, it's only 181 feet tall. I'm sure we can find somewhere to put it. <laughs> Danielle Kelly is the executive director of the new Neon Museum Las Vegas. If you're headed to Vegas, put this on your list. The website is neonmuseum.org. Danielle, thank you so much for taking time out of your weekend to talk with us. Thank you. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World in just a minute. We're going to talk about the guy who's written this book that has been all over the press called Heads and Beds, Secrets of Hoteliers You Won't Believe. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. We're joined by a man who's been on a furious promotion circuit. Uh, I first read about his book in the New York Times Book Review, of which he got a glowing review. And it seems like every time I turn on a TV channel, there you will find Jacob Tomsky. He's the author of a new book called Heads in Beds, which is sort of what the hotel industry describes as their purpose, to get heads in beds every night. The subtitle is A Reckless Memoir of Hotels, Hustles, and So-Called Hospitality. It's published by Doubleday. It just came out, and I'm delighted to have him on the show this uh, weekend. Je uh, Jacob, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Well, I'm not the first to note uh, that uh, there's a certain resemblance to a book that came out 12 years ago called Kitchen Confidential by a friend named, a friend named Anthony Bourdain. And uh, that launched him from being a, I wouldn't say short order cook, because he was cooking on the Park Avenue South there at a fairly good restaurant. But it certainly launched him into a, a career of fame and fortune on, uh, on both uh, the Travel Channel and now about to be on CNN. And it, what it was was, of course, a tell-all book about the food industry. And he, he's probably best known for telling you not to eat fish on Monday because it hasn't come in fresh. Although I will tell you, I interviewed him recently, and he said, that's all changed now. I think yours is going to be famous for telling, us, telling people why, when they're staying in a New York hotel, a desk clerk might put you into 1212. And why don't you explain that? <laughs> uh, yeah, this actually works for any, uh, any area code where you can slap a one in front of it and becomes a, a, a valid room number. Uh, you know, I learned working in the New York hotel system that... Uh, the room 1212, if you check a guest in there, um, you know, we have to fill it. Like I said, you need a head in every bed. But, uh, you know, uh, there were times when I would put someone in there because uh, we got guests all through the hotel. Some reason don't know that you have to dial out. So they'll go ahead and pick up a house phone all hours of the day, all hours of the night, and start dialing the local number, 1212. And hence, uh, 1212 will just ring <laughs> constantly. Uh, so you so put it was, a, uh, it was a nice little punishment room. <laughs> so you put you put folks who, uh, if you were working as a desk clerk, who weren't particularly pleasant to you, if you had an option, you might put them in twelve twelve. Sure, you know if it was low occupancy and you know they they were uh, treating the staff in in ways they didn't like or you know rude to their spouses or you know said some just unfortunate <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, we definitely uh, we definitely use twelve twelve. It's a okay. nice room by all accounts, but uh, there's that simple problem of the phone constantly ringing. Unbelievable. Now let's back up and uh, let our listeners describe your uh, hear your hear you describe your credentials for this book. You started as a philosophy major, and then you happened to get a job as a as a car. I mean, as a valet parker in a New Orleans hotel. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah, I kind of graduated, and uh, you know, I studied what I wanted to, which was philosophy, and then I wasn't really planning ahead. Uh, and I found out quickly uh, that I had zero uh, job prospects with that kind of major. Uh, so I started parking cars at a local restaurant. Uh, this was in New Orleans. Uh, and then I heard about a luxury hotel opening up downtown. Uh, so I started parking cars there. Uh, and that began a 10-year career in the hotel business that brought me to New York. I moved to the front desk, housekeeping manager, um, just about uh, every facet of the business I learned along the way. There are so many tips in here that you, as a, as uh, you, my listeners, as guests, can learn from being a good hotel guest and perhaps get rewarded for that for your stay at a hotel. That I can't list them all, but let's start with a couple of things. What is uh, what is the biggest lie that a guest might hear from a bellman or a desk clerk? Uh, I would say uh, it's it's a tie between there's nothing I can do. And uh, all the rooms are the same size. There's almost always something that can be done, and there's always a better room. So uh, you know, you'll hear that quite a bit, but there's a lot of variation going on in these hotels, and uh, usually uh, with enough creativity and uh, enough persuasion, uh, you can actually get what you want from any, any property. And what are the things a guest should never say? You know, using my name, uh, you know, I have this theory that uh, even though, you know, you, you make someone wear a name tag, I uh, should never really be comfortable enough to use it uh, until they've at least helped you. I mean, you wouldn't really walk into a fast food restaurant and start using someone's name, but uh, people seem to think that's kind of okay in a hotel. Um, so that's that's a little strange thing to do. Um, I wouldn't complain to me about another employee. Uh, you know, that happened to me a lot. You know, they'd be like, you know, this doorman is hounding me for money, and he just barely 
took care of my bags, and I'm like, you know, I'm friends with that guy. That guy invited me to, you know, holiday dinner. So uh, don't complain to me. I love him, and I know he's working hard out there uh, just because you don't want to tip. So those are a few things you might want to watch out for uh, at the desk. Well, I like these others. Don't you remember me? And they told me I should ask um, for an upgrade. They told me. <laughs> yeah, they told me I should ask for an upgrade. I'm like, well, who is they? Because I don't <laughs> care who they are. And, uh, you know, they told um, me you should hit me. And uh, so how many years were you in the business total, 10? Yeah, yeah, just about a decade. And you must have seen every kind of person, good and bad, uh, ugly and not. Yeah, one of the most amazing things about the business, I mean, I saw it all. Uh, the employees are crazy. Uh, the guests can be even crazier, uh, you know, and then you've got celebrities who also run the gamut between completely down to earth and just completely bonkers. So, um, yeah, it was just a constant stream of, uh, of every, every single size and, and shape of humanity uh, walking through the lobby. And what was your last job in the business? Uh, I, I, I stayed at the front desk for uh, just a really long time uh, near the end. Uh, I was avoiding promotions, uh, mostly because I was focusing on my writing, and, uh, you know, that allowed me time in the morning. But also, you know, I found uh, mid-management to be, you know, what they refer to as uh, salary is slavery. So, you know, you're working longer hours for less money with a lot more responsibility. Um, so I really just sort of anchored in at the, at the front desk. Plus, you know, I was starting to learn how to, you know, learn the game and learn how to get gratuities. And uh, so I was, I, was, I was doing well at my position, and I just I stayed there. When we come back after this break, I'm going to ask Jacob a little about how you can empty the mini bar or have a few things for free and never find out about it. And a couple other questions that you as a guest will uh, profit from being in a hotel. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Bah, bah, black sheep. Have you any wool? No, sir. No, sir. Some nincompoop with pantyhose pulled over his face stole all my wool sweaters and gaming system. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency recently helped me with renter's insurance. Everything stolen was replaced, and the little boy who lives down the lane was caught, trying to sell it online. Call Geico and see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 without significant lifestyle changes. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Hey, folks, how will you get home if a riot or natural disaster happens while traveling? If you're like me, you'll have membership with On Call International. On the phone is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, tell us about this coverage. On Call International's deluxe membership includes all the great benefits of our annual membership, but also covers emergency evacuation due to earthquakes, volcanoes, political riots, 
military coups, and more. Folks, save 30% off your membership today with the code RMAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. My guest is Jacob Tomsky. He's the author of a new book that's gotten a lot of attention in the media, and I'm sure it's going to be a bestseller if it isn't already. It's called Heads in Beds, a reckless memoir of hotels, hustles, and so-called hospitality, published by Doubleday. Jacob spent 10 years in the hospitality industry, and he uh, joins us uh, again. Jacob, as a hotel employee, what were the good jobs in a hotel? It depends. I would say a bellman, uh, that is just a great gig. Um, like, again, a lot of flexibility. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of a roaming ambassador. Uh, you know, as a front desk agent, I was, you know, they had cameras on me. I couldn't, I couldn't walk left or right. I had to stand there. But a bellman can, you know, kind of roam about and uh, disappear for a bit. Uh, not to mention, uh, you know, if you work hard, uh, you know, and you're, and you're doing your job, and you know people. Um, you can you can rack up some nice gratuities there, make a nice living. Um, you know, so I would say one of the one of the best. Usually, the bellman gig. If you if you're if you're a bellman, uh, you're gonna stay a bellman. I mean, you know, there's you, a, there's a saying like, you know, show me a 20 year old bellman, in 50 years I'll show you a 7 year old bellman. <laughs> so. Even though even though the invention, as you point out in your book, the invention of uh, suitcases with wheels struck a devastating blow to that part of the hotel business. Yeah, that was uh, in the 70s, uh, quite an invention there. Um, definitely uh, helped uh, out the travelers, but uh, before that, uh, bellmen, you know, were necessary. You'd pull up, and you just couldn't physically carry your luggage, um, so you would need a bellman. Uh, and now it's more about service, um, you know, because most of these, you know, most guests you know, they've taken her all the way from their home, all the way to the airport, and then all of a sudden they're in a lobby, and you know someone's trying to help them. So it's been kind of difficult for them uh, for a while. So you know, it's it's definitely more about service, and I think people uh, underestimate the value of a, of a bellman. I mean, in general, a bellman is born and raised in the city in which he's working, and uh, they're going to know everything about not only the surrounding city but also the hotel itself. You know, even a front desk agent very familiar with the rooms, but a bellman has been in every single room probably that day so right. um, you know they're, they're helpful for many reasons and uh, you know if you're in a situation where you're on vacation I uh, should take advantage of the you know the luxuries provided all right let's talk about the mini bar you um, in reading your book I know you spent almost three pages but in our short time <laughs> we have can you summarize how why a guest could probably eat all the chocolate and drink all the booze and actually get out of paying for it 
Yeah, well, I don't necessarily advocate stealing. Exactly. It's just a, tr- a truth of the business. Uh, something that after years on the desk, I realized I was spending all morning um, removing charge after charge, $500 with the minibar charges throughout the day. And uh, it's one of the most disputed charges on the bill because the system itself is fallible, and there's always mischarges. Hence, uh, a guest, if he found himself more, he or she found himself morally creative enough, can go ahead and, you know, ravage the minibar. Uh, and then the minute you mention to a front desk agent that, you never had these items. It's going to, you're going to be lumped in with the, the hundred other guests that got mischarged, and they're just going to take that right off. Uh, and same that's thing be- with the movies, actually. And that's and same with the movies. Well, I understand the minibar because there's a time lag in when people come to service the bar, and it could be believable that they didn't, you know, get the last guest for taking stuff. How? how what about the movies, though? Well, the movies, you know, it's the same thing. That that system cuts off all the time. It freezes in the middle. Uh, People misorder. Uh, And, you know, with the movie situation, actually, it's usually a subscription service that the hotel pays. So they're not actually losing product. Um, Whereas, you know, obviously the the M&Ms are completely marked up, but they still have to be replaced um, by the hotel. So there is a loss in product, but with movies, it's pretty much, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing the hotel's losing there by saying, oh, no problem, I'll take it off. Uh, they've already paid for that service, so there's nothing lost that needs to be replaced. I'm talking with Jacob Tomsky, author of Heads in the Beds, and I've got to tell you, it may sound from our interview, because we have a limited amount of time, that this is a snarky book, that it's all about how to rip off hotels. It is not. It's a very interesting look into the hotel industry that we talk a lot about on this show, and well worth your reading, Heads and Beds from Doubleday. Before I say goodbye to you, Jacob, could you, I know you're writing now, could you ever imagine going back into the hotel business? Sure, actually got us, I mean, I miss it uh, in, a, in a way. I mean, the people are wonderful and the, the life is wonderful. Uh, and I actually received some sort of offer to be a general manager of a hotel, uh, possibly in Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, uh, hopefully I displayed my, my uh, you know, overall knowledge of the business. And uh, so, you know, I, I don't ever want to leave it in, in any way. It's, it's, uh, it's been part of my life, and it will always be part of my life. Uh, but, you know, also I'm happy to be writing. But uh, you never know. You might, see me, uh, you might see me in a hotel again, maybe not behind the desk, but in, in some capacity. Is there going to be a Heads and t- Beds book, too? I got so much <laughs> that I didn't get to. Uh, you know, there's some hints at the end about uh, when things got really absurd for me, and uh, I could certainly write another book uh, about hotels. I didn't even really touch the celebrity stuff, and and uh, you know, there's more tips and tricks, and it's just it's just an amazing, fruitful business. Meanwhile, we'll be content with Heads and Beds by Jacob Tomsky. Jacob, thanks for joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here. Take care. We'll be right back in Rudy Max's world after these messages. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. It's 52 minutes after the hour. You're listening to America's Favorite Radio Travel Show. You're in Rudy Maxa's world on your favorite radio station. I hope you're with us here every weekend at this time. And if you miss a show, you can always hear a podcast at rudymaxa.com. Or you can also listen to my five-day-a-week uh 
travel commentary. Well, excuse me, not listen. You can read the text of my five-day-a-week travel commentaries that many of our radio stations carry during morning drive times Monday through Friday. And check out uh, check out my Facebook fan page and hit like, will you? Trying to get to 3,000 here by the end of, I don't know, by middle of the year, let's say. And we're adding a few a day. Join me, won't you? It's Rudy Max, a TV show. I know this is a radio show. They didn't have a category for t- radio show when I did this on Facebook. So just go to Rudy Max, a TV show, and uh, you'll see some links to what we're talking about today. And I post some stuff during the week. And if you press the like button, I'd appreciate it. A couple of news items before we get to deals of the week. The Japanese railway company called JR Tokai, which is a big railway company in Japan, obviously, has unveiled a train capable of traveling an astounding 310 miles per hour. This is a super-fast magnetic levitation train. It's going to link Tokyo and Nagoya. It'll carry nearly 1,000 passengers when it enters service in 2027. I know, that's 15 years away, but hello. Don't look for the U.S. to keep up with that train technology anytime soon. And if you're one of the nearly billion people who's seen the uh, Korean phenom called Psy dance his weird dance to his Gangnam-style hit, maybe you'd like to visit that fashionable neighborhood in Korea's capital of Seoul. Now, I think Seoul happens to be one of the more underappreciated cities in Asia. There's lots more there to see than just the posh nightclubs of that neighborhood called Gangnam. Uh, But as a result of that incredibly... that... that, that, uh, YouTube video that's gone incredibly viral, a few tour companies have come up with specially branded Gangnam Tours. For example, HANA, H-A-N-A, HANA Tour, or HANA, H-A-N-A, HANA Tour USA offers a five-day, three-night Gangnam-style experience tour. It costs about $1,600 per person through the end of February, and that includes airfare to and from L.A. A New York-based wholesaler called America Tour has got a six-night, seven-day Gangnam-style premium tour. I'd go for that one. I don't want to stay just three days there. Stay six days. It's a great place. So it's a six-day, seven-night Gangnam-style premium tour. That's the name of it. It includes a facial at one of Gangnam's many skincare clinics. Well, there you go. The cost is $1,400 per person, presuming two people are traveling together, plus your airfare. So that'll run a little more. Uh, both will show you more than just the Gangnam neighborhood, of course, and that's a very good thing. And very shortly, we're going to have our Korea show up for sale on Maxa.tv, my television show website, Maxa.tv. You can buy my past DVDs of some of the great destinations of the world. We've got, a, got about, I don't know, 80 shows up there, maybe even more. Okay, let's do a couple of deals of the week here as we come near the end of the hour. All right. This is a pretty good one if you fly Delta. This is uh, good from de- until December 20th. Until December 20th, Delta is offering really inexpensive first-class upgrades for domestic travel. Okay? Here's the deal. You, uh, it doesn't matter what fare category you're in. You can take a coach ticket and turn it into a first-class seat for as little as $79 from Atlanta to Chicago or New York to Tampa, $59 from Minneapolis to Chicago or Atlanta to Orlando. Um, you've got to do this at the time you purchase your ticket. It's good for flights between the 15th of December and the 5th of January. So these dates are confusing. Let me just tell you. You've got a book between now and December 20th, but it's good for flights between the middle of December the 15th and January 5th. Delta says these are space and capacity-controlled upgrades for flights within the 48 contiguous states and Canada. So if you're going to fly Delta and you want to move up to the front of the plane, you're going to be able to buy it for uh, a lot less than, um, well, normally. That's an understatement. Um, w Hotels has got to stay two days, get a third free. The W Division of Starwood's trying to juice up traffic at some of its hotels and resorts during the holiday season. So you pay for two nights, you get a third one free. The deal is good for Thursday and Saturday stays at W Hotels and anytime at W Resorts. 
This offer is valid till the end of this month, December 31st. Now, as usual, these type of offers, you want to check to make sure a fully paid three-night stay isn't actually cheaper than the promotional rate. And please note that the promotional rate requires full payment at the time of the reservation. You can find information at the W Hotels website. Okay, so Thursday through Saturday for W Hotels, third night free, anytime at W Resorts. Um, this, this is a real short-term one. If you happen to be heading to L.A. in the next two weeks, it's a, a third night after you stay two nights at the Montage in Beverly Hills. Very, very swanky, very expensive. But I looked at the website just before going on the air, and uh, it's only good for Monday through Thursday of this week and Sunday of Thursday, Sunday through Thursday of next week. So it's a limited-time thing. If you're going to be there the first four days of this week or the first four days of next week beginning Sunday, you'll get a third night free. Pretty, uh, pretty nice way to get three for the price of two at a pretty swanky hotel. Uh, do I have time for another? Do I have a quickie here? The Ritz-Carlton, Atlanta, downtown five-star hotel. Starve for guests during the Thanksgiving New York period. It's solution, a holiday dreams bundle. You get overnight accommodations, American breakfast for two, ice skating and skate rentals, valet parking, and ta-da, a pair of tickets to the world of Coca-Cola. Okay, all this and a chance to uh, uh, to um, celebrate the, Christ- the Christmas season in Atlanta could be yours for two twenty nine a night between now and January twenty seventh. Check out the Ritz Carlton Atlanta website. Look for the Holiday Dreams package. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. American breakfast for two, overnight ice skating and skate rentals, valet parking, a couple tickets to World of Coca Cola. Those are a couple good deal, three good deals of the week, I'd say. If your station's leaving us this hour, it's a tragedy. We'll see you here again next week, same time, same same place, same station. I know many of our stations are staying for the second hour. I'm glad you are. we got a lot coming up for you. Stay with me for six minutes of news and messages, and we'll be back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.